Hi, this is Jared again with the Lefty Precision Rifle Podcast. This is episode 16, KP, KPRC finale we'll talk about, end of the season, and what everybody's got planned. I got Chris and Chad, the usuals on with me, and I got the new guy, Taylor. So, Taylor, you want to do some introductions? Who are you? Where are you from? Yep, I can do that. Name's Taylor Stefan. Uh, most people butcher my last name. I've been called several different things uh from originally from mount hope which is about 20 minutes northwest of wichita uh wife and i live in between mount hope and bentley now and when i tell people that they have no idea where that is uh been married five years this year got a little kiddo two years old Henri. Uh, don't have many hobbies just like to shoot uh, work on combines for a living. Been doing that for about oh seven years, a little over seven years now. And uh, that's about it. Yeah, you got. We talked about it before. You got a good spot to work on combines around here. Yeah, uh, depending on the year, you know, we got some customers that we don't work on every year. Um, it varies anywhere from sixty to eighty combines that we work on just two of us so it's definitely a full-time job keeps me busy yeah so get get into some of this uh introduction stuff why why do you shoot why do you enjoy the precision rifle oh i think i did sports in middle school and high school uh just kind of miss that competitiveness and so it's just I kind of enjoy competing against other guys that enjoy the same thing and have a lot of the same hobbies and I don't know it's just stress relief for me almost when things are going right <laughs> yeah yeah well, I think we'll get into some of that yeah so what's your uh, what's your setup where were you sh shooting at the finale uh, I'm running the impact action Bartland barrel got a minox scope and uh, Seekins Precision Rings, uh, Triggered Set Diamond, uh, an amp stock that I got from Chad. Really liking that so far. That was my first match with it. And uh, actually really the first time I had shot it since I put it on other than sighting in prior to the match. Running the 6BRA. Lapua Brass, 109 Burgers, Magical Fairy Dust Powder that you can't find. What, what speed are you shooting at? I think we've talked about it before. Uh, right. This load, this current load that I'm running that I really enjoy is running 2850. So I'm not really pushing it too fast. But I had a really, this new lot of powder is really, really fast compared to the old one. So I'm only running 30.3 grains. Where the other one I was running 31.1. So back down eight tenths to get the same speed. It just, I don't know, something about 28.50 and that 109 seems to shoot really good, really consistent. Well, yeah, that's what I'm going to try and be with this new dasher setup once I get it all dialed in. We'll see. So when did you start shooting precision rifle? Oh, I started shooting in 2018. Uh, shot two matches and one of them was the baseline match at Conway and then I shot a uh, match at Spearpoint and uh, I shot a, a factory gun a Tika T3X CTR and 6.5 Creedmoor and shot factory ammo cool yeah I think I think well I think almost all of this started with factory rifle <laughs> factory ammo of some sort at least that's what we got on here so get into some of the finale info so obviously you told us what you were shooting for the for the finale chad what what do you have going on um impact action uh proof barrel the minox scope i run a bix and andy two stage and um 
foundation. So uh, MG2. And I moved to that after um, selling that that amp to Taylor. So, and then uh, I ran, I ran my Dasher. Uh, I actually switched from the Vapor Trail 103s. I, I saw the wind for that day, so I figured I'd jump my BC up and I shot the 115 D tax. So with 43.50, and I was running them right around. 2850. Yeah, they seem to shoot good. I think y'all probably ought to stick with the D-Tax the way it was looking after that match. Yeah, I was I was quite impressed how it shot. I, I, I think any and all miss was by me was just a bad wind call or a wobble. So. Yeah. And, and Chris, what would you go with? You, you've been kind of changing it up throughout the season as well. Yeah, for this match, I shot the well, I switched over to back. Well, I guess back to Dasher. So I uh, first match shooting the the Dasher this year. Um, impact action, actually, uh, just a proof barrel, night force scope, uh, Trigger Tech Diamond. Uh, pretty much everything else was the same except for the except for the barrel. Yeah, that's yeah. Same with me. I was shooting the BR. I think it ended up crapping out on me, but we'll talk about that later. The 105s. This is my first competition with the foundation. I loved it. Super solid, but it definitely didn't show. We'll get we'll get more into that. And I was shooting the my Razor Gen 2 Trigger Tech. Uh, Hawk Hill barrel is, is is what that one was. But, but yeah, so I have basically the same thing I've been shooting all year. So Taylor, we'll get back to you. What'd you what'd you do for uh, training and practice before the finale? Did you do anything different, anything new, any training or practice at all? Oh, I did a little dry fire after I put the new stock on. I uh, built a barricade last fall, and I try to practice on it, but sometimes I just get so busy, you know, with family and work. I just sometimes I don't make the time to practice. I guess. So, I don't know. I probably dry fired oh, 50, 50, 60 times off of it before, and really that was about it. Uh, kind of got on a busy streak with work and didn't have much time, you know, getting home late, leaving early. And I was kind of running short on brass in this cycle. So, I really didn't have any extra rounds to practice with before. So, I just kind of loaded up what I had and went to the match and hope everything worked out. Yeah, well, you didn't you didn't fare too bad. Like I said, we'll get into the majority of that stuff. But, Chad, how about you? Um, what I think you, you, Chris, and I went down to Twin Peaks there a week before the finale and, and practiced a little bit down there. And then uh, I shot my 22. I've kind of got a – not an exact mirror of my competition gun, but I've got a Bagara, uh, the Rimfire B14. Uh, same trigger, same scope, just different stock that I run out in the pasture a little bit. So I, I ran about 50 rounds through it over a day, kind of practicing off my tank trap and, and barricade. Yeah, you got a pretty good, you got a pretty slick setup. I need to get in the 22 world, come play with you a little bit. Come on out. Chris, how about you? Well, since I switched to the Dasher and then you running that uh, <clears throat> new Peterson brass and I had to neck turn it. So when we were out at Twin Peaks, I practiced a little bit, but um, since I was fire flooring brass and I think my barrel sped up because it was brand new uh, while we were practicing. But outside of that, I don't even think I did any dry fire because I had to, we went to the Twin Peaks, I had to clean the brass and then finish my load development, zero my rifle, and then uh, then load for the match. So I really didn't – I didn't do too much practice in, uh, other than when we went to, to Twin Peaks that day. Yeah, yeah, we went out there that weekend before, actually. And uh, my gun was hammering. I felt good about it. Felt good. That was actually the first time I had shot. Shot a setup with the foundation, and then I, I sighted in a couple other rifles, my coyote rifle, and got the dasher. Somewhat, I got, I think, 40 rounds on it that day on the Dasher for next year. 
And yeah, my gun was feeling good. I was confident going into this thing. And then it kind of fell apart. So what, uh, Taylor, what was your uh, favorite stage? And if you give a little explanation for the folks that weren't there, like what the, what the breakdown was. Uh, trying to remember kind of what some of the stages were. I don't know. I like I like to shoot coyotes, so I always kind of enjoy that coyote stage. Um, I think part of the reason I enjoyed it was I cleaned it. Uh, they had what five coyotes, I think it was, uh, out to what, seven hundred and seven hundred some yards, and shoot each one twice. You know, working out. But. Uh, I'd have to say that one was probably my favorite stage, but I just enjoy shooting coyotes. Yeah, yeah, same here. Chad, how about you? I think I know which one yours was. Well, it's usually my least favorite stage, but it became my favorite stage Saturday. Was the It's called the Around the World. Um, it's it's probably it's not the longest stage but it's a pretty long stage it's 800 what 843 out to nine something it's four targets but it spans almost 180 degrees so you swing from shooting shooting one side of the range all the way to the other side of the range um, four targets two shots each or two shots two shots then three shots and three shots um i usually struggle with it and I went eight for 10 on this one. So probably my favorite stage of that day. So I figured yours was your, your uh, stage that you'd cleaned. Oh, yeah. My one stage I've cleaned this season, the, the tiebreaker that, that felt pretty good too, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet. How about you, Chris? Uh, I'm, I kind of uh, agree with chat. Like I enjoyed the around the world one mainly because it's uh, a different win, you know, cause you're, you swing such a wide – I can't remember what it was, but I'm pretty sure when we were shooting straight out, you're almost a mill of wind, maybe 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 around a mill, a little more. But then by the time you swung all the way around, you were almost centered up on the target, and it was a further distance. So it was just – it was a challenge. It was challenging, but it was fun um, just because of all the different directions that we shot on that stage with the, with the way the wind was blowing that day. It was kind of – I didn't do too bad. I don't remember what I shot on it exactly, but um, I really I enjoyed that one. I usually don't enjoy the, I usually don't enjoy that one either. But it was actually kind of fun that day. Yeah, yeah that that one was fun. It would I liked the coyote coyote one as well, just because that was one of my highest score. That was eight out of ten, and I don't know I missed the third third coyote at like five or six hundred yards. Just missed them both shots. I don't know what was going on, but. Yeah, I like to shoot coyotes now. It's one of my highest scores for the day. You went high on both those. Was it both of them? So, yeah. Yep. And I think, well, I'll go ahead and start the, ne the next question. So that was my favorite one, just because I like shooting coyotes. It's my high score. And then we walk all the way back up the range to go to stage one. That's stage 12. We go to stage one, and I shoot a one. And then by the end of the end of the day, I think we were figuring out my – I think we had figured out my barrel was – that's like 21, that's 2,175 rounds on that barrel, which I think would be good because I had I wasn't running it hard. I did run it a little bit hard when I first was got up into the 29s when I was first doing the development, but 21, some change on that barrel, and I think it went, went on me because it was left and right and up and down, just unexplainable, and it was definitely the most comfortable I've been most solid I've been, and it was my worst match of the season. That's the lowest score I've shot all season. It was the most comfortable I felt all season, so it definitely didn't match up. But, yeah, stage stage one was my worst. I shot a one. I haven't shot a one all season or zero to stage all season. But I think Ryan Ryan was in our, our squad. He started off with a zero. He hasn't shot a zero in years. And I was like, oh, man. And I get up there and shoot a one. And then you guys get up there and start shooting – sevens eights and nines i was like oh geez something is something ain't right it's not my day but taylor what about you what was your least favorite stage i don't know that i really have a least favorite but i would probably maybe go with the one i did the worst on was the panoramic stage the around the world 
I got a five on it. Just that was one of the first stages. That was the one we started on. And it always seems like the first stage, I get the first stage jitters and I don't know. It was pretty, it seemed like the wind slacked off quite a bit in the afternoon. And I was getting like 18 to 20 mile an hour wind readings on that. And it kept changing from like a, oh, you know, shooting on the first, on the left target, it was anywhere from like a two to three thirty wind. It just kind of was fishtailing. So I don't know. I didn't really, I don't really dislike this stage, but that would probably for that match was probably my least favorite just simply because I did only oh, got a five on it. Yeah. This, this competition went a little different than usual. Usually in Kansas, you want to shoot your long ones in the morning and then the wind picks up as the day goes on. And I think, it cut in half, if not more, by the time the day went on on this one for this match. Chad, how about so you? Fortunately, 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 I think. Go ahead, Taylor. I was going to say, fortunately, I think it kind of helped me for the rest of the day. I kind of got that longer one out of the way and then kind of had a, I don't want to say knew what the wind was doing, but kind of had a better idea of what it was doing out there at the targets. And I think after that, I had some pretty good stages all in a row. So I felt like that kind of helped. Shooting yeah. that one early. Yeah, Twin, Twin Peaks is a pretty cool place to shoot because he's got a lot of drop-offs and valleys and washouts. And I think the wind does some crazy stuff out there. And some of them, they have the targets in those washouts. Yeah, some of it. Yeah. I think it just changes the direction on some of it just enough to throw you off. Yeah. How about you, Chad? What was your least favorite? Um, they were all pretty good stages. I don't have any that um, were least favorite per se. I had one where I, my only mental mistake of the day um, was on the the Ipsix, the reverse the reverse um, troop line where you you start out at distance and then you, you work your way back and it's three shots, three shots, two shots and two shots. And, you know, I wasn't the only person, but I went three shots, three shots, three shots, you know? So when you make that metal mistake, you really give up a point that kind of jumps out and gets you. So. Yeah. You definitely weren't the only one. I was right there. <laughs> I think there was three, what, three or four people in our squad that did that. Yeah, there's at least three of us that did it. And you think we'd catch on after a little while, but Chris, how about you? I don't know if you ever had a really a bad stage or at least favorite one. Oh, usually that stage one with those those small targets sitting out there is usually not my favorite, but I'm gonna go with the mental mistake that uh like Chad's talking. So on was it stage nine that you had the log, then you went prone. So for some reason I put the wrong distance in my kestrel. Oh yeah, yeah. And it took me it took me four or five shots to get it dialed in while I was shooting. So, um, and it wasn't it wasn't really a difficult target to hit. So I, it just stuck with me the rest of the day because it was one thing to mess up and when you're shooting at a thousand yard plus target, you know, because there's you know there's a lot of wind that it usually takes you a few shots to get on it anyway. But I it's I don't know it. it Wait on me the rest of the day only because it wasn't wasn't particularly a hard target to hit. It just I dialed I put I think I put like five twenty something in my Kestrel and it was like four twenty something. I don't know. I shot right over the top of it and then I was trying I couldn't remember what the actual distance was, so I just kept taking elevation out of it until I hit the target and yeah. So not that I didn't like the stage of more of a if I could have one stage back in the day, that's definitely the one I want back. Yeah, you, well, you definitely figured it out real quick, and you started walking it back in, and then you did good by the time you got down to the barricade and everything. You know, you had to had to walk back in. But yeah, that, I forgot all about that one. But yeah, you you end up figuring out and end up finishing pretty good. That one probably would have definitely helped you out if you started off on that one. So we'll go back around, Taylor. How did how did it end up going for you? How did Finale go. Score. Uh, I ended up shooting. I was an 81. So it put me at eighth place. I got beat out on the tiebreaker because of a 
stupid two mental mistakes on my part that cost me about 20 seconds on the tiebreaker stage of saying I was ready and not having a magazine in and then not pulling my chamber flag. But overall, I, it, it was a pretty good match for me, I thought, anyway. Yeah. Chad, how about you? Yeah, 81 was pretty good out there that day. What's Chad, that? How about you? How about you, Chad? Uh, I ended up finishing 15th. Um, like I said, I made the one mental mistake. And then uh, I, I, I sort of had it on Chris's, Chris's stage with the log and the barricade where he had the wrong distance in. I had a mental mistake on that, too. Um, I mean, it was a two-minute stage. You had plenty of time to move, even with the, even with the movement on the stage. And for some reason, I just blanked and went fast. And I could even see my splashes and just would not adjust. And I dropped six on that. Just don't even have an idea why I did. Um, but I ended up finishing 15th. I settled back in and, and shot pretty good. I, I wasn't too disappointed. Um, kind of for the year I've been having. So other than that, not too bad. Chris, how about you? I ended up getting uh, getting 80, uh, finished ninth right behind Taylor. Um, but, yeah, kind of same thing, Chad. If I, could, I, I really want that one stage back where I <laughs> – somehow I put the wrong distance in. But um, it is – I mean, that's – I think I was talking to Ryan after that stage, and I was like, I got I to get mentally focused. Like, the, I mean, the only, the only reason to do something like that is you're just not mentally focused on – preparing for your you know to shoot a stage and so I think I think that stage right there I kind of just made a decision the rest of the match to, to get more focused on shooting and because I'm I'm not sure if I was talking while I was doing it or what I was doing but um, I, I can tell you from that stage on I double checked my I, I would probably put the distances in for the targets and I'd go back and do it again just to make sure I put the right distances in but um, but yeah so at 80 80 points, which put me at uh, put me at ninth. Yeah, I I ended up shooting a 61, I think, so like 50 percent. Like I said, that's the worst of my my matches this year. So I was pretty disappointed with my my finish. And like I said, some unexplained left rights and ups and up and downs when I was feeling real steady. So I think it's 30 30 something. I can't even remember where I finished at for the finale, and then I think. Just after, just over twenty for the season, twentieth, something for the season. So, definitely didn't finish the way I wanted to, but it gives me a little motivation for next year. Get a new setup and keep an eye on on what's going on with my gun. So, and it like you were saying, I don't know. The finale was a little different this year. We not that, that any of us share win, but th this one was pretty hardcore and they made it extremely clear the no no wind sharing whatsoever so or at all so I think it was a little a little different than usual I think the vibe was a little different than than usual but I don't know if the wind sharing would have helped us on this one because it was gusting and blowing up and down but how would you uh Taylor how would you rate your se your season I kind of went through mine I guess already but how would you rate the season oh uh, I would say it was pretty good. Um, the year before, I only shot, I think, three matches. And this year, I think I've shot eight, eight or nine, I think. Um, I did a lot of practice over the over the winter after the end of last season. And I think it really helped me in the – I finished in the top ten in the first three matches that I shot this year. I actually had a third place at one of them. But, I don't know, I would say it was a pretty good season. And then I, I had some barrel troubles. And then in about July, when weed harvest rolls around, I just get really busy and never have any time to shoot again for about months. So I don't pick up my rifle, and then I kind of lose some of my, I don't know if it's fundamentals or just mental. But so it takes me a match or two to get back in the swing of things and some practice. But 
but overall, I would say it was a really good season for me. Yeah, that's, yeah, you for, definitely pulled off some top tens, and you got that what the third at Twin Peaks and got a, a pretty cool knife out of a deal. Yeah, r- really cool handmade knife. Yeah, Ryan always Ryan always has some some cool. Uh, well, not even trophies, stuff you can use, knives or yeah, I think he did what mugs or something once, and then had the knives and oh, it's always nice to have something like that that you can that you can use. Yeah, Ryan comes up with some 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 cool stuff for for guys that are on the podium. Chad, how about you? How how would you rate your season? What how to go for you? Uh, mine was a rebuilding season. So, um, I finished 24th overall in in the KPRC standings. Um, so not as well as last year, but, but really this year, I think, I think I shot, I didn't shoot one match where I didn't change something. Um, whether it was a stock, a barrel, um, a muzzle brake, a load, a bullet. So I kind of used this year um, just with everything going on um, to fine tune everything. And I think it, um, I think I've got it all settled down. I've got, I've got a little bit to work on over the winter, but that's mostly just with, with um, what I'm going to decide for with brass. Um, but so I kind of use it as a rebuilding year. I don't think I did bad. Um, I think I could have done a lot better, but really for, I hate to say it, for as much effort as I put into it, I did pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. It seemed like you're just, you're trying to get it all figured out, just your setup and what, what you're going to run. And it looked like finally you, you're getting it all together for the finale, finally come, starting to come back around. Yeah. And you're getting it under control. Chris, how about you? I think uh, I think I finished this season KPRC at like round twelfth or something. Um, I looked at it the other day, but I can't remember. I think it was twelfth. But for the most part, this season, other than going from the BRA to the Dasher, right there, right here at the end, I kept the same bullet all season, the one hundred and nine hybrid, which I think uh, kind of helped as the season went on. Because um, if I go back and look earlier in the season, I think I was finishing down in the 20 somewhere. Um, but once I got used to that 109 and just stuck with it, I kind of, um, you know, started to figure out the wind with that bullet and it helped me. It kind of helped me, uh, going forward with the wind calls and stuff. So, <clears throat> but I think last year I finished in the 20 somewhere. So it was definitely an improvement for me this season. Um, I didn't, I don't think I shot as many matches this year. Um, cause there was that little bit of time there where, you know, COVID shut everything down and, um, you know, both of us, you and I being in the military, we know how that works. So they wouldn't, there was a period there where we couldn't really go do anything um, with any kind of like uh, public events and stuff. So, um, and I actually think I practiced <clears throat> less this year than I ever have. And I feel like I shot better. So I don't know, maybe I was, maybe when I go out and train, I'm teaching myself bad habits. And so maybe I just need to train less. Um but I was, I was based on how much I practice and you know, the number of matches, I think I shot maybe two or three less matches this year than last year. Uh, so based on less practice, less matches and um, finishing better than I did last year, I, I, I would say it was a pretty good season. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely shot good. I, I was watching all you and Chad last year because I was deployed last year. So I was pumped for this year get back over here and yeah like you said COVID hit so that shut down stuff and then we were basically on lockdown with Uncle Sam wouldn't even let us leave the state or even some of the area so we didn't get shooting nearly as often and season was going great and this finale I don't know maybe I'm just harping on it but this finale really burst my bubble I was going into it feeling good but like I said it'll, it'll be my motivation for next year to get all spun up and Get everything, but I'm I'm going to be shooting the 109s. You got you got me hooked on the 109, so those will be in the dasher for next year, and uh, see what goes. So Taylor, um, 
talk about the season. What did you learn this season that that you won't do again? Something that you learned that you're going to keep doing? What, what's your uh, final takeaways, good and bad? So I think I learned that I'm not going to wait so long to in between practicing and shooting matches. But like you said, some of that was dictated by the COVID with things being shut down. And so I'm going to try to try to practice more when I have time and just try to make utilize my time better throughout the day and just try to at least dry fire if nothing else. And I don't know, just I think everything else went pretty good. I think I just need to clean up some mental mistakes. And I think some of that will come with practice, more practice. Yeah. Good practice. Yeah, I think that's like Chris had brought that up before that like the dry fire and dry fire and making making a good dry fire practice like right. Just dry firing and say you got fifty or sixty dry fires in, but making them good, follow through, like everything. Yeah. I mean, anybody can go out and dry fire, but you kinda gotta be you gotta be serious about it and you know, dry fire as if you're actually shooting a live round you know, work on your follow through and breathing and trigger control. Yeah. How about you, Chad? Um, I learned that uh, it's not good to change equipment every match. So I, I kind of learned that for the season. Watch, watching you just like, like we was talking <laughs> about, it's just like you trying to get settled in on something, but looks like you've got it figured out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got everything settled in. Um, I I gotta work on my I gotta work on my follow through a little bit. Um, tend to tend to get a little bit in a hurry. Um, I think there's some times where I'm super solid, I feel good, and it's just it's just like I just pop the shot off to get to the next to the next shot. So I'll probably clean that up over the winter and work on that so that's about it I'll probably I'll probably work with the 22 a lot over the winter um I'm not a I'm not a big dry fire fan um not that it's not good it's um just as Taylor said you gotta you gotta dry fire like you're firing around and I think I tend to get bored and 50 dry fires later, I'm like, yeah, I dry fire 50 times, I'm done. And I may be inducing bad habits. So um, shooting the 22 gives me a little feedback, keeps me keeps me honest. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely one. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any replacement for actually sending rounds down range. So even a 22 is going to help me more than dry firing. But that's what I've got for right now. But Chris, how about you? Uh, what I learned for the season. Yeah, what are you going to stop doing that you were doing or what are you going to keep doing that you figured out works? I think the one thing I focused on this season or maybe not really focused on but finally clicked for me was the the mental, you know, the mental aspect of it. Um, and then going, I did talk about earlier that I did a lot of dry firing. Um, and I think instead of just focusing on fundamentals when I was dry firing, I focused on the mental part of it like making sure that, you know, I would actually, I would actually write down five distances, elevations and wind holds that were all different and then focus on holding those wind holds and then also timing myself with a timer. And I think just doing the, cause I think at this point, you know, most of us have shot enough matches that you probably have the basics of it down, you know, the, the fundamentals of, you know, your cheek weld, your trigger pull, things like that. So I kind of moved away from doing that and, focus more on hey when I move to the next position though I went hold the one point you know two mils I would make sure that I put the target the center of the target at 1.2 mils when I was dry firing so I actually kind of transitioned from just dry firing to actually practicing wind holds and things like that and then when I went to a match it's it didn't you know I had to do it multiple times dry firing but eventually doing it when I I was almost like just one match all of a sudden it just my mind just started 
hey, what's the wind hold? Make sure you're holding the wind hold. And then the mental aspect of that came together. Um, and then, so I think I'm just going to keep focusing on the mental part of it because it, it makes a big, to me, it made a big difference towards the end of the season, just focusing on what you're actually doing. Because, um, you know, your Kestrel gives you perfect elevation. And as long as you get it into the wind, it's probably giving you pretty good wind. And most of the targets are wide enough that if you put it in the center, it's going gonna, it's gonna to impact and just pay attention where it goes. Um, that and I would say the follow-through aspect of it, more in, more in the scope and watching where the round goes, see where it hits, measure the miss if you miss, and then put, then put that in the center to target. Because uh, listening to other, you know, shooters talk like from around the country, like the really good ones is, you know, your first shot tells you everything you need to know. So if you if you pay attention where it hits, you can measure that real quick because it's only going to take you a second or two to measure it before you send your next round. And then, you know, knowing that distance, because the other thing I did was, you know, if it was a 520-yard first target and a 563-yard next target in that in whatever wind conditions it is, but at most it's probably going to be, you know, a 0 0.1, 0.2 additional wind. Um, so just I actually – I didn't do it at the finale, but in one match, I wrote down the differences in distance between, you know, target to target. So in my head, I could be like, oh, it's only 30, only 30 yards farther, or oh, that one's 150 yards further. So in my head, it, um, it, in my head, it gave me an idea of how much more wind should be added and then see if it made sense based on my first shot. Um, so I'd probably just focus on the mental, try to focus more on the mental aspect of it. Yeah, that's that's the same here. I'm gonna try and get I don't know how they'll practice practice that, but try and get the the mental stuff like Chad and I were talking about, the three three and it's supposed to be two and I shot a third round. Like just staying focused I think is is more of it. But staying focused, I wanna find some place to practice so I can get rounds down range. But for me Anything that I do, I think, just comes down to muscle memory. So I think I just got to get rounds down range and just practice that way. Like like Chad was saying, the, the dry firing, I've been dry firing. I think that's been I think it's been helping just because when I dry fire, I dry fire, actually hold trying to hold the trigger back just to exaggerate it, trying to mentally see or or wait and stay in the scope to where I would see if it impacted, like if it's a longer target, I was just waiting that extra half a second or whatever to try and train myself the muscle memory piece to, to wait and watch. Because I think I, I used to get on it where I was holding whatever my Kestrel would tell me, I'd pull the trigger and then it should hit. So I was just expecting it to hit. Well, if it was missing, I wasn't staying that focused to see where it was missing and then measure it up. So. That's kind of what I've been working on the dry firing piece is trying to stay in the scope, stay, stay focused on it. But we'll see, trying to get, get some place to practice, get this dasher broke in and see if I can't burn a few barrels. I think that's about the only way I'm going to learn is just getting rounds down range or if I can finally get a, a 22 ordered through you and get out there with Chad and, and work with the 22. Because like I said, I just, I think I got to pull the trigger and something's got to go bang for me to, to learn it and really stick with it. So next one's uh, what do we have planned for the, for next year? Um, I'll go ahead and start this one off. So I, I plan on shooting more comps. We'll see. I've got a pretty good stockpile. It'll definitely get me through next year. I was planning on using more of it this year, but I got a good stockpile of components and consumables and everything I need. So I plan on shooting more comps. I think uh, we had talked about this in our chat, but I want to do some, do a little bit of traveling, do some more border border wars, and maybe not necessarily get out of, out of Kansas or too far away, but do a couple national matches. Maybe get to Oklahoma, or there's a couple up in uh, Kansas City or the Missouri side. Get over there, do a little more traveling, see some other ranges, do stuff like that, and. With the end of competition season begins hunting season. So I'm really looking forward to, to coyote season. I've been out twice now. And actually, I've, I've shot shot my gun twice and dropped two coyotes with it. And then my buddy's been out with me. One sit, he got one, so we, we doubled up on that sit. And then he actually missed twice. So 
I won't call him out too bad, say his name on here, but he missed twice on one sit, so I got got a little bit to hold over his head for next time. So out with comps and in with hunting. So I'll be out bow hunting a lot and then carrying the rifle with me for coyotes usually whenever I go. That's passion number two is dropping those, dropping the predators. So how about you, Taylor? What you got planned for next year? Oh, kind of the same thing. Try, try to do a lot more practice over the winter. Uh, like I said, I, I tend to learn a little better actually doing live fire. So I'm going to try to try to do more live fire and just do the same thing next year and just try to shoot a few more. Maybe, like I said, maybe travel a little bit more, take the wife and kid out maybe get them involved somehow just I don't know hope to get better but it ain't gonna happen without practice so. yeah how about you Chad um yeah it's hunting season so that's probably what I'll focus on here for a couple months at least uh next year um next year I'm not going to change anything uh from what I've shot in the finale um everything felt good everything ran good so um rifles settled in um so it's really just kind of loading and shooting um i've got what eight eight twenty five on this barrel um another brand new barrel sitting in the closet and two on order so um and consumable wise, I'm pretty good. So I, 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 I'll probably get in quite a few. Um, money, money may be the only thing um, as far as uh, shooting too many two day matches, but I'd like to shoot some one day matches, some some bigger one day matches like the Border Wars, like you said. So, yeah, how about you, Chris? Well, first, Chris, where where are you at right now? Let's go ahead and get that out there. What are you What are you up to? Where did I say I was? I can't remember what I said. You were somewhere in Iowa. It doesn't matter. Well, that, that's not necessary for where are you headed? Uh, Cascade, Wisconsin to the Midwest PRS finale. The PRS. Yeah. You're already get, you're already getting in this year. What I want to do next year, I want to travel. Maybe not that far, but hell, I, I, I might travel that far when it comes down to it. But, but yeah, you're getting out for that Midwest finale. So hopefully you shoot lights out like you have been all season. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's gonna, it's gonna be nice and toasty uh, out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what are you expecting for eyes? We were talking about earlier, but has it changed with this weather coming through? And I think the in the morning it's supposed to be like mid thirties, and then by the end of the match, like mid forties. So it'll be. But looking at the wind, it's supposed to be pretty light winds, like five to six. I think. So oh, it shouldn't be too bad. Looking at where the range is, uh, they. They sent an email that has a picture of the range and where to park and stuff, and there's a lot of trees around it. So, yeah, hopefully, not just for shooting sakes, but for not freezing sakes. Hope the wind, the trees block all the wind, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, and as far as next year, I, as far as next year, I think uh, no. I'd like to go to a few more two-day matches and maybe even put a team together for the. Oklahoma, uh, the Oklahoma match again. Um, but yeah, like Chad said, it really comes down to funds and time, you know, to go, to go do those two day matches. So wait for the schedules to come out next year and then try to put some kind of a plan together. Um, I think that, uh, you know, shooting, shooting more two day matches may give you more practice, you know, maybe more practice at a higher level, which would make a club matches seem a little, maybe not as difficult, I think. So maybe just up the, up the difficulty level to, to in turn train yourself to be better at the club matches. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, at least we've talked about it on here before, but at least for me, I got to go out and get beat up a little bit and pay my dues before I learn anything. Before I think I'll start advancing or getting better, shoot with better shooters. That's why I've been trying to kind of hanging on you and you know, Chad's coattails. I need to get out with Taylor more too. So you guys beat up on me so I get mad at myself and try and keep up. 
But yeah, same here. I want to try and get in on those those two day comps and travel around a little bit. But as everybody's brought up to the finances and make sure my financial advisor here at the house will let me go do all that stuff. We'll see what she says. But uh, well, I think Chad's buying a van to transport us around. Then yeah, he's going. He's going to get a paddy wagon to start <laughs> exporting us around. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll work on that over the winter. We'll see what we can figure out there. We'll end up getting a bus or something. I want something better than a topper on the back of your truck. With a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go. Yeah, we start shooting too many. We'll end up living in tents, trying to afford it. But what about uh I got a little something. We got another pay it forward. But before we get to that, anything you'd like to add, Taylor? Anything you didn't, I didn't cover or didn't ask you about or anything you'd like to add? Oh, I think while I'm thinking about it, I'd just like to give, I know it's not the end of the podcast, but a couple of shout outs to some people while I'm thinking about it. Uh, Keith Rowling, I know some of you guys know him. Uh, he's the one that got me started in this wormhole. Uh, really helped me out a lot taught me a lot about kind of how things work with the precision rifle and all that and uh chad's helped me out quite a bit too so thanks chad you're welcome anytime and, uh, and probably my dad he was another one that kind of helped me out he uh, he had a connection with the optic manufacturer and was able to get me a scope when I was first getting started so I could kind of afford to do this. So I just wanted to throw that out there before before I forgot, make sure those people weren't going without recognition. And yeah. also my wife for putting up with me doing this and, and yeah, taking care of things at home when I'm gone. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I throw my wife enough kudos on here, but then she'll end up throwing them in my face later. And I'll end up paying for it for telling her thanks publicly. But Chad, how about you? Anything, anything we didn't mention, anything you want to add? Um, no, no. Um, if you're thinking about trying it, get out, do it. Um, give me a holler or give, you know, give us a holler and, don't worry about it. I, I have friends that say they want to try it. They worry about getting embarrassed or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, you can't worry about it. If you worry about getting embarrassed, you'll never try it. Yeah. 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 Everybody. I mean, look at Jake Vibbert. He he started somewhere. Everybody was a beginner at one time or another, you know, so he's got to get out there and eat some humble pie or just go out there and have fun and, You'll end up getting it if you stick with it, you know. It's like anything else. It, if it's worth it, it's going to take some time. How about you, Chris? Well, nothing, nothing really to add. It was a fun season. Enjoyed shooting with you guys. Hopefully, we can get some practice in this off season, and maybe, hopefully, next year will be better, or we'll get better. I guess, but yeah, I, yeah, I hope next year is just all around better because, like we talked about, the COVID. And, Home range getting shut down is kind of a bummer. So, yeah, I, this year was pretty rough, pretty rough on me as far as what I wanted, what I had planned. Like I said, to being deployed, coming back, just shooting last year's finale, and then what I had planned for this year didn't, it definitely didn't work out the way I wanted, but just motivates, motivates me more for next year. But, yeah, like, like Taylor said, I owe you guys a big public – Thanks without hitting you guys up about reloading questions and all sorts of stuff between Chad, Chad and Chris. Hitting you guys almost every day with some sort of probably dumb questions, but you guys answer them without any hesitation. Thank the wife publicly, even though she don't listen to this. She thinks I'm crazy for doing this stuff, talking to a computer. But thank her publicly and everybody else that's helped out. So, um, with that, I get to my pay it forward. I think this is number four. In fact, I forgot to look up, look it up. But I think it's pay it, pay it forward number four. This one, this one comes 
courtesy of Jake Schur with uh, Schur Firearm Sales. He had told me when I had him on, I need to have him back on for some gunsmith stuff, but he told me he had a short action precision rifle sling that he was gonna pay it forward. And then when we're at the finale, finale he, he he gave it to me. I think that was the last time we saw each other. This thing's still zip tied, so it's a brand new short axe precision rifle sling. Got the QD mounts on each side. Pretty nice setup. You can go to their website and see it. So for this one, let it run. I'll probably uh, do the drawing on episode 18, so it'll run for roughly two weeks. But it'll be the same as the past as far as go to Sure Firearm Sales. I'll tag it in the description on Facebook and on Instagram. Go to his Facebook page, like it, be a member of the group, and tag two of your shooting buddies, and that'll get you one entry. And then your shooting buddies can get in the same way. And like I said, we'll do that on episode 18. I'll draw for that one. So, again, a short axe precision rifle sling, courtesy of Jake Sure and Sure's firearm sales. But keep paying it forward. Uh, I've got some, some guests lined up. I think it'll be pretty interesting. Over the winter, I'll probably have you guys back on here, but I'm going to start talking gear, especially if there's new gear that comes out, reloading. I think reloading is a big question I've been getting. So just how it's different, but we get to the, the same end goal. But you guys have any, anything, any last parting shots before we get off here? No? All right. Thanks Practice. again. Chad and Chris and Taylor, I appreciate you guys coming on and helping me out and uh, getting getting real good feedback. So you guys won't don't mind coming back on again. I'll be calling you to see if you guys come back on again with me. Anytime. All right, fellas. Thanks a lot. Sounds good. Good, uh, Chris, good luck this tomorrow. Or uh, wait. Good It'd luck. Saturday. Good luck Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Hope everything goes good. Yeah. I'm gonna stop buying some pocket warmers. Yeah, you better buy some hand warmers. Probably, probably a good <laughs> idea. All right, later, fellas. Later. Bye. Yeah, we'll see you.